Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me, as always, via Zoom is... Is Matthew the Spring um, Warrior, because uh, I'm making my own Winter Soldier mock-off, so I don't want to get in trouble by Disney... Oh, so you're, so the, you're the spring warrior? It's spring warrior. It's, yeah, so, um, it's not Captain America. It's, um, it's major, um, major Columbus and the, the spring warrior. Major Columbus and the spring warrior. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a good band. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on down and see Major Columbus and the Spring Warrior at the at the Ohio State Fair. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right next to the right next to the the deep fried um, beer stand or something yeah. like that. Or, you know, turn left at the funnel cake stand and you'll find <laughs> Major Columbus and the. Spring Warrior. <laughs> the first ten people get a free deep fried. Um, oh shoot! Like something weird, like a deep fried. Uh, I can't think of a name. Deep fried sea urchin or something. I don't know. Yes, uh, that's deep fried sea urchin. <laughs> that's another band name. <laughs> and then follow them. Deep fried sea urchin plays. Yes. <laughs> If you and then space if, if you get if, if you get to the pig barn, you've gone too far. But wait, <laughs> and the third and final act, the space needle. Space needle, Seattle space needle. Yeah, yeah. a um, grunge cover band, but only does country music, as you say, or country yes. style. <laughs> the space needle. Yep. <clears throat> yep. That's right. All in all is all we all are. <laughs> Jeremy spoke in <laughs> class today. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> Spoon Man, <laughs> come together with your hands, Spoon Man. <laughs> Okay. Oh god. So Yeah. I think I'm insane. Um so today on the show we are talking about the final episode of season one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> final episode, I don't like that sound. I know. Um uh, the the episode episode six is entitled One World, One People. People. It was directed by uh Kerry Scogland and uh, written by Malcolm Spellman and Joseph Sawyer. Um, so, what happens in this episode? Actually, first, I'm going to ask you, Matt, what is your initial reaction to this episode as well as the show overall? <clears throat> um, with this episode, um, I was kind of initially somewhat let down from it but then again you know i i give most shows a pass when it comes to finales because you know a finale is really hard to write because you're yeah. literally ending a, a show i mean so it's like you know to wrap everything up in a way that satisfies is is no one really you know 
has done it, as far as I know, in any show I've watched, has not really been able to to really capture that moment, which shows, demonstrates how really impossible it really is. So it's not like it ruined it for me. It's just like I was kind of like, eh, it was it was okay. Uh, and I, I tried to watch it for a second time, and I, I only got 20 minutes in. But the second time, I was like, okay, because like, after I watched it for the first time, and kind of was somewhat disappointed watching it again. I already knew what to expect, so it was like, okay, like I, kind of, I kind of get what they're, you know, what they're going for here, because I'm not, I'm not really expecting anything different, you know. And um, and as far as the show goes, I mean, it, it's it's um, you know, I really liked it. You know, I've, I've been going through a lot of the the Captain America movies lately, and um, you know, ironically, those were the movies of the MCU that I didn't really watch that much to begin with. Um, I was more into like the Avenger films and which, you know, Captain America is part of. And, um, and for whatever reason, I never really watched most of the Captain America ones, but now they're like my favorite ones. I've been watching winter soldier civil war, (laughs) you know? And, um, cause I'm usually not really into like action movie type things. I, I like with WandaVision. I like the whole, just creepy aspect of it, the kind of sci-fi. Captain America movies are pretty much, for the most part, mostly action movies, but with you know, with a little bit of sci-fi mixed in, like with the whole Red Skull and stuff like that, you know, going on. But like, um, you know, I really, I really grew to love this this show just as I did with Wandavision. I'm sure I'll love Loki when that comes out in June, and maybe we can review that series too. Yeah. you know, we we we, <laughs> we most likely will. Cool. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that show. Um, yeah. Cause I like Loki a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, little news here too. Speaking of like the Captain America films, um, there's a, it's been announced that uh, by the Hollywood reporter, that Captain America four is in the works with Falcon and the winter soldier showrunner, Malcolm Spellman. So the, yes. uh, the guy, the guy who's, you know, ran this, um, um, Malcolm Spellman is picking up uh, Captain America's shield once again. Um, he will uh, pen the script with uh, with uh, Dallin um, Musson, a staff writer on the Disney Plus Marvel series. Um, okay. Yeah. They're developing a fourth installment of the Captain America film franchise for Marvel Studios. Spellman will co-write the script with uh, Dallin Munson. Um, no casting of the project for the project are officially known. But uh, Friday's epi- episode offers plenty of roads for the future, the feature to take up. Um, up until this point, Chris Evans has played Captain America via Steve Rogers' character, um, blah blah blah. But uh, this basically, you know, it's, it's likely to feature they're saying Anthony Mackie as Captain America. So, yeah, yeah. no director is attached, but uh, and. Uh, it's probably unlike unlikely that that uh, you know, that Steve Rogers character uh, that the, the Steve Rogers character played by Chris Evans will appear in this. So, which, yeah, which is I mean, good, and I don't want him to honestly. No, no offense to him. I love Chris Evans, but his story's been told. So it's well, it's finished. I mean, yeah, he, that's what I'm saying. It's it's this <clears throat> is this is Sam Wilson's story now. So don't yeah yeah and. He doesn't really need him as a mentor anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't really a mentor to begin with. He was more of a friend. But, um, you know, Sam kind of looked up to him a little bit because he kind of knew how old, yeah. he, you know, Steve well, he really was. was. You know, and, Steve, yeah. Steve was like an older brother to him. So, I mean, it's like. Yeah. Like, and, um, yeah. I have a question really quick, though, about sure. that really quick. So, like, in Endgame. You know, he he gives Sam the shield, you know, as as an old man and stuff like that because he he stayed back in the past or whatever. Yeah. Wouldn't that have affected the timeline, though, by him going back in the past and spending a life with Peggy? And wouldn't that kind of like... So, (laughs) I don't know the exact answer to this, but if you look it up online, I know that uh, the Russo brothers have explained it. As to why okay. it, it hasn't affected the timeline, because okay. basically what what happens is is he's he, he he lived out his life with Peggy, but he, he still lived the life he lived before. Okay, so it's not like it 
negated all the shit he did in all the movies, you know? Okay. Yeah. Alright, so... Oh, I I, I think I get it. Alright, so like... So technic- technically him. during that time, there was probably two Steve Rogers on Earth. Right, the one that's stuck in the ice, and then him from the future. Yeah. And then, okay. And then, right, and then also, and also, like, he probably was still alive, you know, as an older man during the times of, you know, you know, Civil War and the Avengers movies and all that stuff, you know, so. Okay, it makes yeah. sense. And the shield, was that an old shield brought back to the future, or is that just a whole new shield just made of whole cloth? Um, I think it's the old shield brought back from the future. But gotcha. okay. I'm not 100 percent sure, but so because I, I mean, Captain America's the... had had several shields throughout the years too. You know, Steve did. Right. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I Tony Stark made him a new one, and then yeah. that one got mashed up by Thanos, and then uh, <clears throat> okay, that makes sense. I was just I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm like, wait a minute. He he went and changed his life, so wouldn't that have kind of fucked up with the you know. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it wouldn't have changed anything he did prior to that point where he went back in time. So okay, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, technically his timeline is still continuing, but it's continuing at a different time. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I. Yeah. I mean, I can't explain it, but I, I understand it intuitively what you're yeah. saying. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um. Anyways, uh. <clears throat> Um, what happens in this episode here? Oh, yeah. first, actually, um, I asked uh, some of our fans on uh, our Facebook group what they thought of this. Um, got a couple of responses here. Um, Amber Dawn says, There was so much good stuff, I can almost overlook the heavy-handedness of much of the dialogue and the Swiss cheese plot of the power broker. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, Emmanuel Sutton says, uh, Good episode, I can't wait for America- Captain America 4. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't either. Um, yep. So, uh, what happens in this episode here, Matt? Uh, you know, it just leaves off, you know, or starts where it was left off in the last episode when the Flag Smashers um, broke into the, you know, the conference where they're basically the going to vote. GRC to, conference, yeah. Yeah, the GRC, the, they're, they're going to vote, more than likely going to vote to, quote, repatriate um what was it like 86 million people in the world something, something like, like that. that yeah a lot of people a really <laughs> huge amount of people back to their quote home countries <laughs> of course repatriates just a churched up word to say that they're gonna deport them and, um but they, you know they're using propaganda to make it sound like it's nicer than what it is oh it's the repatriation and you know, everyone's going to be back to normal and all this kind of, you know, stupid jazz or whatever. Well, not j- jazz, it's not stupid, but whatever. Um, and, you know, the Flag Smashers break in. Um, cause they kind of had a Hail Hydra moment where they said one world, one people, one of the people that were, you know, in the building, security guard or something like that. Yeah. You know, an inside man. And um, they put the whole place in lockdown. Uh, they got, you know, the police SWAT teams, you know, their gun is drawn trying to figure out, you know, how they're going to handle the situation. Carly's got some hostages. They're, um, you know, they're, they're planning all kinds of diversions, you know, pretty much, they're pretty much, pretty much trying to draw in, you know, as much media attention as, as possible in order to, to get their message out. And then, and then we see, um, Falcon flying around, pretty soon and then uh he he bursts through the the window of the building and lo and behold we see him wearing his cool captain america outfit with wings yes still attached so the torres thing was kind of a mislead but well, no uh, it's not because in the comics he has wings as captain oh, okay. america and then torres becomes falcon Oh, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, he still has his he still has his falcon wings or no new wings and yeah. um the which work from the Wakandans. Yeah. Yeah, the whole the whole suit vibranium basically. Uh-huh. And um and he's got his shield and he's like, Yeah, this is awesome and then like they ask him something like, Who are who are you? Are you aren't you Falcon? He says, No, I'm Captain America. So like he identifies himself as Captain America, like 
<laughs> and then somebody's like, yeah. I thought he was on the moon. <laughs> yeah, because they kept talking the whole conspiracy theory about Captain yeah. <laughs> America being on which again, could actually be true. We don't know because we know Fury's somewhere in yeah. space. So um, Old Captain America know. could be up there. Who knows what happened after, he gave, after yeah. he gave Sam the shield. It's very possible. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, they, you know, they, they kind of get into a, he, you know, because he's you know, he was in the military and stuff for a while, so he kind of knows, you know, these tactics. And you know, he's like, he's like, no, like they're they're trying to, they're trying to do this. Like you need to go this way or whatever. Like they're planning a diversion, or, or I'm not sure what he says, but like he knew, he knew what tactics they were using to try to cause as much confusion as possible. And um, that French dude came to fight. I forgot. Was it Boat Track? Was his name Bot Rack or um, <laughs> Butt Crack? Um, no, um, <laughs> no, no, Bart, Bat Rock, Bat Rock, that's what it was. He, um, I'm just gonna call him Butt Crack. I don't know. Yeah, call, call him Butt Crack, though. No, uh, he gets into a fight with him, and he, you know, it's the thing I love about this show. Okay, I mean, it's it's it, it it's frustrating, but I also love it. Is that like Sam and Bucky? get their asses kicked quite a lot by their enemies. Yeah. Like, they're not like these like super strong people that are always winning fights, you know, like, and cause like old comic books used to be so black and white. The good guys were stronger and the bad guys. They always won, it, you know, things have gotten a lot more nuanced since that time. You know, the good guys lose sometimes, sometimes the bad guys are stronger. Uh, you know, I mean, when Thanos initially won, destroyed half of, all creation on every planet um you know so that was like a victory for him yeah and uh so bat rock whatever his name is that's a good that's a good band name right there bat rock um you know <laughs> right up there with rat nip they could probably play you know shows together in there you know anyway uh <laughs> oh wow yeah they, so- yeah <laughs> i'm sorry Sorry, <laughs> Bat Rock. I'm just, I'm, yep. I'm just. It's, it's, it's a band that only plays the Batman theme songs. Yeah, just different <laughs> versions of it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna play the reggae ska version. No, not the ska version. No. <laughs> I hate the ska version, Dad. And yeah, the, the guy has a son, and he takes his son like during his like visitation rights. You know, he takes him to the bar where he plays his gigs. It's like this is supposed to be your weekend with me. I don't want to see your stupid bat rock band play tonight. I'm hungry. You know, as a teenager, he's being all. It's like they got food here. I don't like bar food. I don't like peanuts. I'm allergic to peanuts. You know this if you spent enough time with me when I was growing up. And then the dad's like in the microphone like, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to make up for it now. Like totally forgetting that there's like playing the game like, right now. Steve's a better dad to me than you are. He's like, don't you talk to me about Steve. That's one of the rules. We don't talk about Steve. And then, and then like the club manager is like, okay, time's up for bat ride. <laughs> oh, shit. They didn't play a song. And then, like, he leaves with the son, and, like, they have, like, this heart-to-heart moment outside the club, and they're like, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you during the first six years of your life. I'm going to try to be a better dad to you now. What do you say? Want to get some pizza or whatever? I don't know. And then they're like, I guess. And then, like, they go to the pizza shop or whatever, and then, like, they see, like, this, like, other father and son group or whatever, and then, like, it's, like, a similar type of situation and like he realizes though that like his dad's nicer than the other dad is he's like well at least you didn't really yell at me as much as that guy's yelling at his kid mind you that the only reason my dad that dad's yelling at his kid is because he found the kid stashed like a bunch of heroin in his bedroom so he's actually having like a stern you should write this to. down matt but but they don't know yeah they don't know that, <laughs> they, they just think the dad's being mean to his kid but that's okay for the purposes of this relationship being built so the context really doesn't matter, but just just for the audience's concern, you no, should, that dad is not being. You should write the script for a, for a movie. I called, will. a movie called Bat Rock. <laughs> Bat, yeah. and then so they're like they eat their pizza, like you know they share their pizza, and they're like, like I love you, son. They're like I love you, dad. I guess whatever you know, like I, whatever you know, 
And then, you know, they, they go home and then they get hit by a bus and get killed. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, and, uh, so so sorry. what happened in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got fixated on the bat rock. Okay. Uh, I will write that down or not. We have it recorded so I can just go by the, the transcription. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, so, uh, Falcon pretty much loses the fight. He just bails. He's like, I, I'm not. I gotta finish this later. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna win right away. So he throws the shield <clears throat> out the window and he he flies down to catch it. You know, mid mid fall or whatever. Um, <clears throat> Carly calls Bucky. I think for some reason Bucky's trying to like um, talk her down again or whatever. Yeah, it was all just a misdirect too. She was calling him yeah. to uh, basically keep him occupied while they while they they started putting the uh, senators and other people from the GRC they uh, started putting them into uh, into like uh, these um, armored trucks and uh, locking them off with some kind of spider looking lock device on the outside which was kind of sweet looking. I wish they would yeah, have explained cool that more. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but, um, so, while that's happening, um, though, uh, we find out, um, um, we find out that, uh, Bucky called, called backup later on, we find that out. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sharon Carter shows up. She's got a, a mask on with this uh, that mask tech that was similar to what uh, Black Widow used in um, oh was it Civil War? Uh, I don't remember actually. Yeah, it was where she dressed up like a senator or something in that. Mm. Um, yeah, she. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. It's been used previously. It was also used a lot on um, Agents of Shield. Um, mm-hmm. Which everybody should watch. It was such a good show. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just hate the people that hate that show. <laughs> yeah. I hate the haters. Um, yep. Hate haters. Yep. Yep. So. Uh, so. Um, basically, uh, Wilson um, is uh, trying to uh, stop the flag smashers attack here. Um, and like I said, he's got he's got Barnes and Carter helping him, but also John Walker shows up <laughs> to help as well <clears throat> with his uh, with his uh, cosplay shield. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, his uh, really crappy shield that he made in the la- end of the <clears throat> last episode. <laughs> Yeah, his handmade. <clears throat> you know, I'm surprised they let him keep the uniform. That's weird. And um, <clears throat> yeah, me too. Um, but whatever. <laughs> well, maybe they were just like, yeah, nobody else can fit this, so you know. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like it's like even when you work at a McDonald's or something, you usually have to return the uniform. Um, but <laughs> right. <laughs> Be us. Um, so, um, we, we find out, uh, so, so Carter at one point is like fighting people and she accidentally reveals that she is the power broker to Bartok. I mean, Batrock, not Bartok. (laughs) Bartok is the character from, from Anastasia. That was that little. (laughs) (coughs) Wow. Yeah. The, the little, uh, what was he, like a bat or something? Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, Bartok the Bat, and he was voiced by Hank Azaria. Anyways, um, so... <laughs> yeah, the, uh... So, she she ends up, uh... She kills... She kills Batrock. Mm-hmm. While, uh... While Wilson is attempting to, uh... Reason with Morgenthau, who's there as well, and uh, we have this big uh, confrontation where 
Morgenthau kills um, is killed by Carter as well. Mm-hmm. She knows that that Carter is the uh, is is the power broker, which was a misdirect that I didn't see coming at all. Did you ever see that coming, Matt? I don't understand why they made it so obvious. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's the point because they always usually do a twist. So this this is their version of the twist because people are expecting a twist. But so then that is the twist is making us. Oh, okay. We thought that was the case, and that is the case. So that's the way to let us down is by making it so obvious. I don't know. You have to ask the Bat Rock band members to. You know, interpret that a little bit, but um, <clears throat> yeah, I will. They're all in there. they're all in their. Uh, they're pretty good at that stuff. Yeah. They're all in their dollar store uh, Batman outfits, playing. Yeah, know, playing their instruments <laughs> on stage. Anyway, so yeah. um, the uh, it's basically a Mexican standoff thing because Batrock shot her, and then yeah, and then he shot him, and then and also shot. No wait, no, sorry, Morgenthau shot her. Didn't didn't she? Yeah, Carter was shot. okay. Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, so Morgan, so so um, Carly shot Sharon, but then Sharon shot Fat Rock, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah, that what happened. And then, and then, yeah. So then Sam came in, and then Sam didn't want Carly to let it slip that she was, so that she killed Carly, um, basically, right? And um, I'm trying to remember <laughs> about that without. <laughs> Do you want to take a break, Matt, and then we can come back and finish uh, the plot here? Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Sorry about that. We'll be right back. What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Hi, this is Catherine, host of a new fashion podcast, The Real Fashion School Dropout. Join me as I interview guest every week in the fashion and beauty space and we gossip on all things fashion and beauty and even get into some personal stories of their journey in the industry you can find us on apple spotify pretty much wherever you get your podcast hope to see you there All right, Matt. Marky got with Sharon. Sharon got Sharice. She was sharing Sharon's <laughs> outlook on the topic of disease. Mikey had a facial scar and Bobby was a racist. They were all in love with dying. They were doing it in Texas. <laughs> I don't mind the sun sometimes. The image is it shows. <laughs> I can taste you on my lips and smell you in my clothes. Cinnamon and sugary and softly spoken lies. You never know just how you look through other people's eyes. You know? <clears throat> nice. I like that. That all, Every time we said Sharon, that popped in my head. <laughs> what is that from? What is that? That is the song Pepper by the Butthole Surfers. <laughs> <clears throat> good, good band. Good that guy's hilarious too, mm. right? So, like, yeah. the dude, butthole surfers, uh, the main guy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there was some documentary about, um, I don't know what it was, what what musician it was, <laughs> but they were interviewing him when he's in the middle of a dentist appointment, and it's just like, like that's like such a power move right there. Like, yeah, you can you can go and interview me. You gotta do it at my dentist appointment though. <laughs> He's sitting there talking <laughs> in between the dentist is like trying to get inside of his mouth. Every between 
breaks of him talking about I don't know Rocky Erickson or something. I'm not sure who, who he was talking about. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, back to the plot of Falcon and the Winter Soldier: One World, One People. Um. Mm-hmm. So, we have this like Mexican standoff sort of thing you were talking about. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Um. So Carly ends up shooting Sharon. Sharon shoots. Uh, Bat Rock, Sam. <clears throat> Sam comes in and um, he sees the situation. He thinks that Carly shot both of them or something like that. And um, he tries to reason with Carly one more time. Oh, by the way, so there's we'll get into that later because there's lots of um, stuff like how Zemo was saying that like she's become completely radicalized, so she's going to get more and more extreme in her yeah. tactics over time, and she's she literally was going to just kill the hostages like because they didn't serve a purpose anymore like um so she's just gone completely off the the moral she has no morality at this point and um even her own followers are starting to recognize that and um so sam is um sam didn't know that though at the time um and he's uh he's trying to reason with her one more time um Carly looks like he's she's gonna probably try to shoot him, which I don't really think she was going to. And uh, and Sharon um shoot Sharon shoots. That's a weird thing to say. Sharon shoots Carly. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, like the show is great, but like the scene is like the cheesiest. Th- I mean, I've seen it a million times. And so she gets shot and. Sam scoops her up in his arms and she's dying and she's like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I've seen that, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, um, we, we have the, we have the like, scene where he flies down holding her. Oh, the angel thing, literally? Cause, yeah, like, but, but it's, 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 um, it's very similar. There's a famous uh, painting of, uh, of Cain and Abel. Okay. After they fought, where one of them's holding, who, who, who yeah, where, where, like, I think uh, Abel is holding... Cain... Which one died in that? I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I read the Bible. But, um... Abel died... Well, it wasn't even a fight. Cain just yeah. straight up killed him. Um, yeah, that's what it is. Cain is, Cain is yeah. holding Abel in his arms like that in this famous <clears throat> painting. And, uh... Oh, wow. And, um... There's also... <clears throat> there's, a, there's a few times in different comic books where this has been done, too. Um... There's, like, a scene where, uh... Supergirl is dead in uh, Superman's arms like that. In, uh, mm, in yeah, on the cover of comic books and stuff like that, and it's been done super, several times in different things. It's 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 a trope, but it it worked for this, I guess. Yeah, it was it was cheesy, but it worked. Yeah, yeah. it was Swiss cheesy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, full of Swiss holes. cheesy, full of holes, <laughs> full, full of holes. So yeah, like. About that though, like so, she was gonna kill the hostages earlier, and um, you know, this is like when John Walker showed up again and basically was trying to fight her off, and he gets a few good hits in, but he still gets his ass kicked. The Flag Smashers basically just start doing a beat down on him, and Bucky has to then rescue him essentially, and then um, <clears throat> at one point Carly actually tells him to light the car on fire to give Bucky someone to rescue. And uh, so he's got to pull the the door open with his metal arm. And uh, <clears throat> at one point, they, they're going to knock the car off the um, that cliff, whatever, into it, the it's, it's like a water, scaffolding um, of a building that they're trying to yeah. knock it off of. Yeah. <clears throat> and John Walker, he realizes, you know, that, you know, he should do the right thing and save the people, not not focus on his revenge, you know, for Lamar's death. Yeah. And so, you know, he kind of like becoming more of like a hero-ish, if you will, person in this episode-ish, yeah. quite, but ish. And um, because he's still, because so like, I like the subversiveness. So like, I know in the comic books, he's supposed to be kind of like a right wing, you know, kind of nationalist kind of character, kind of, in this show, though, 
it's a lot more complicated. So for one thing, his best friend was Lamar, you know, black guy. His wife is I think is might be biracial. And like there's this line where Carly apologizes to him and says, you know, she didn't mean to kill his friend. Uh I mean, she didn't kill his friend, but she didn't mean for him to die because, you know, she she only doesn't want people to die who don't matter. And then John says are you saying that Lamar's life didn't matter? Yeah, it like almost sounds like black. Yeah, yeah he's like, I'm, he mattered to me. Yeah. And so it's interesting. Yeah, it's very to have black him. BLM sort of stuff. Yeah. So like his character's not really black and white. It was black and white. His character's not um, like just one one in the show at least. I know in the comic books, I think he's kind yeah. of like a Wayne, you know. But and here, <clears throat> it's not so much it's not so much that you know like he's he's pretty much motivated by revenge i know in the books it was his parents that were murdered but um yeah but and, uh, this it's his best friend and and i mean best, he is kind of black and white yeah. which is symbolic in the end of the show too as well oh right we'll, yeah we'll, we'll yeah. get to that later yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but uh so there, there's like a big fight in the uh you know the flag smashers are uh are basically uh, all the remaining serum-enhanced flag smashers are caught by uh, Barnes and Walker at that point, and then sent to uh, sent to the raft. Mm-hmm. But before they're while they're being sent there, before they before they get there, Defontaine. Oh wait, no, sorry, not that. Um, that's later on. Sorry. Um, okay, no. Be- before they get there, Zemo's butler mm-hmm. kills them. He blows them up. Yeah, because one of the people was a flag smasher, an inside person said, one world, one people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're going to get us out. And then, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah. The um, the old the, the old man blows him up, and then we, we see, like, uh, Zemo, you know, in his cell <clears throat> on the raft, you know. Yeah. Kind of happy with what's going on sort of thing. Um right. They um, then we then we have a scene where um, where, where we we see Val, Defontaine, who played by Julia Louis Dreyfus from who we uh, first saw in the previous episode. Um, she uh, gives Walker a brand new uniform. This is um, this is this is um actually before this we have this amazing speech by Sam. I forgot about that. I mean, I didn't forget about it because it's the best part of the whole episode. <laughs> but um, I highly recommend reading the transcripts of that speech to people. It's just so amazing because he's saying things like, you have to stop calling them terrorists. Mm-hmm. Your peacekeeping troops carrying weapons, uh, carrying weapons are forcing millions of people into settlements around the world, right? What do you think those people are going to call you? These labels, terrorist, refugee, thug, they're often used to get around the question of why. So, you know, that's the thing mm-hmm. is we get this problem where we, we label people and uh, the the um the the best part of it is is um The, the 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 best part is where he says um he talks to them and he's like he says you can move a million people with a with a phone call the question is who's in the room with you when you're making those decisions mm-hmm. is it people you're going to impact or is it just more people like you mm-hmm. which is a great <clears throat> question which i think is is very <clears throat> topical about the world you know because we 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 have these 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 uh people that are supposed to represent us in congress and um you know in the white house and all these other things that don't really seem to give a shit about the actual little people we Mm -hmm. have we have people running businesses you know like corporations like amazon and walmart and other companies you know in their in their fancy offices deciding what the workers are doing at the warehouses or the stores and they don't know what the fuck these people need. You know, they you need yeah. to have people in those offices that aren't corrupted that may have worked in those positions in the past. You know what I mean? Yeah. You 
a lot of times the problem is is you'll get people they'll they'll make a, a show of it they'll be like oh you know we've got a we've got this guy who used to work um work mm-hmm. at a store he's now on our board right but he's been corrupted by the board just as much as anybody else so he just becomes the same thing yeah what you got to do is actually invite in people and have town hall meetings and listen to the people and not just ignore them and do what you need to do, you know, and, you know, and then, and then think, Oh, we're going to make people happy if we give them pizza or donuts one day at work. You know? <laughs> right. uh, anyways. So, um, <laughs> I'm not talking about anything personal here. Um, so, um, <clears throat> it's like that. <clears throat> sorry. Yeah. I mean, art, there's an onion article that says like, uh, Workplace rebellion um, ended by a free pizza party or something like that. It's like, yeah, or no, was that workplace rebellion quelled by a free pizza party or something like that? Like, yeah. So, <clears throat> but the the basic thing is, is you've got to. It, he he points out the fact that the the little bit of time that they were worried about their lives is what these people that they're trying to control go through every fucking day. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, that, that little bit of worry you had why, while you were in those, uh, in those armored cars is the same kind of worry that these people have every day that they wake up. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't know. People just don't think about that. Well, especially those people. Yeah, because we're so privileged and and just separated from reality. <clears throat> I mean, they just you know talk glibly about you know deporting eighty six million people, <clears throat> and and they're like, you know, it's more complex than that, and it's like that's the other thing I don't like. So like, <clears throat> we've we've gone through weird phases in our culture and. One of those phases for a long time was, you know, everything's black and white and, and stuff like that. And now, and there's no nuance, but now, and I, I've picked up on this. I don't know if Tom explained it well, but uh, probably not. But, like, I've noticed that, like, there's people now that will use nuance and complexity in order to deflect from talking about things. Oh, I know what you're talking so about. So they'll say, exactly. like... The situation complex or there's nuance, but it's really their way of being black and white by saying they want to be nuanced. So it, it's they're still they're just taking a different tactic. Um, it's like I, I've experienced this yeah. in in like workplace <clears throat> workplaces that I've been in where people have an issue and the people won't say anything about it because they're like, oh, it's too complicated nothing will mm-hmm. ever nothing will ever change you know nobody's going to listen to me right but the thing is is if if nobody speaks up yeah nothing will change and yeah exactly. and it, but that's exactly how they want you to be they want you to think everything's so complicated that nothing's going to change <clears throat> so you'll be afraid to speak <clears throat> up about anything whether it be in a country or a organization or your workplace or whatever it is the people in charge <clears throat> just want you to think that everything is so complicated right and, and nuanced that and it's not that and convoluted and everything that you're not going to speak <laughs> up. You're just going to realize, well, that's the way it has always been. So it's going to continue being that way. <clears throat> right. Cause like one of the things the guy said to Sam was, Oh, well, you know, <clears throat> what, what we got to do about the people, you know, who came back and, you know, other people are living in, in their homes now, you know, what do we do with them? Like, like basically he's taking this like either or approach. Like yeah. we can only help the people who came back or we can only help the people that we're going to deport. We can't help both at the same time. It's that whole scarcity mindset and bullshit. There's not well, enough to go around. It, it, like, it's, it's, it's like the thing where people are like, um, where, where, where people will be like, well, you know, we should help out the, we should help out the, uh, the veterans before we ever help out any refugees. You could do. Both. You can do both. Exactly. You don't need to. You ever heard that whole idea? Like you know, you don't have to put everything, you know, all of your eggs in one basket. Like mm-hmm. you, know, you could donate to an animal charity at the same time as donating to the Wounded Warrior Project. 
Yeah. It just means that you might have to put a little less money into each project instead of going all in on one, but that's okay. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I, I support the Wounded Warrior Project. I mean, I'm, I'm not really big on the whole military industrial complex, but at the same time, I don't like the idea of soldiers coming back with PTSD and injuries and, and just like being left, you know, out in the streets or anything like that. So, you know, like, yeah, but <laughs> make sure you look into any of these charities, anybody that you're donating to, you know, find out the history of them before you donate, because right. so unfortunately, the same corruption that exists within right. within um, government also <clears throat> it exists within charities. So, yeah, you know, yes, it does. sometimes even more so. Um, so, you know, there, right, you know go, go, go to there, there's there's different websites online you can check out before you donate to charities, because I know some some wounded warrior type projects, you know, like maybe the <clears throat> wounded warrior project don't really help wounded warriors as much as they're supposed to. So, right. OK, I'm not saying that to <clears> you, throat> you throat> specifically, Matt, but I know what you mean. But the idea that helping out wounded warriors, you can help them out or you can help out animals you can do both you know right, um, yeah and and i understand that and i'm just saying that you might want to whether it's an animal charity whether it's a cancer charity or whether it's whatever it is look into it before you donate too because there's corruption everywhere um yeah. sadly because yeah sometimes like you'll donate to a charity and most of your money just goes to pay the president of that charity <laughs> right and then you're like okay well, what's you know how are they curing that disease or helping those animals or how are they, you know, whatever. It's like, they're not really doing anything. They're just, well, you know, you know, most and, and a lot of, a lot of times the money goes into promotion of the charity. Right. So it's self-serving. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we need to do more commercials for this to pay for more commercials for this, to pay for more commercials for this, mm -hmm. to more commercials for this. It's like, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> And, and, and also look into it. I mean, I think a lot of times, sure, if, 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 if you're going to be buying a, I mean, I'm going up, we're going off on a complete tangent here, but, um, <laughs> but, but, but if you're going to be buying a product, you know how sometimes they'll have a thing on there. It's like, you know, a proceed of the money that you pay for this is going to go to this charity. Sometimes it's better, you know, if you weren't going to buy that product before, don't necessarily just buy that product because they're going to be donating to a charity. Yeah. Maybe just donate to that charity. Yeah, you know, if 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 you were already going to buy that those that box of crackers or whatever, you know, go ahead and buy it, you know, but don't make that make your decision because that's not really, you know, because usually it'll say a percentage of this is going to it, and so it's going to be like you know you you pay you pay four dollars for that box of crackers, and you know forty cents might go to the charity at the most, right. you know, so it's not like you're really you know, but but if you actually took four dollars and donated to that charity you're going to do more work, you know, more help. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, um, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a, it's a wild world. Like Cat Stevens would say, um, it, it's, it, it, I mean, it truly is. And, um, but yeah, back to that speech though. I mean, that was, that was a great speech, yeah. um, at near the end. I think uh, it's one of the best things I've seen on television <clears throat> in years. So mm -hmm. it made me cry when I watched it. Um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> so, so anyways, back to the plot. Um, we uh, we see uh, Defontaine gives Walker a new uniform and a new code name, <laughs> U.S. Agent. Yeah. And speaking of black and white, those are the only colors in the <laughs> uniform. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's a whole new uniform, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which is interesting because <clears throat> I know it's you. I know it's U.S. agent, and that's what it looks like, but also, wasn't Lamar's outfit kind of like that a little bit? A little bit, but his was kind of oh. his, his was kind of inspired yeah. by the Bucky in the comics and stuff, too. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, at the end, uh, Barnes goes and uh, makes amends with everyone he hurt or enabled as the Winter Soldier. Um, we see a scene where he goes and... Uh, makes amends with the uh the, the old asian guy that he killed uh the son of at, at the yeah. week that we met in the first episode i wish i could remember the character's name but i can't off the top of my head it's it's uh it's yori yori okay there we go <clears throat> yeah yeah he ma makes makes amends with yori and uh 
Um, so, uh, and then we see, well, oh yeah, while, while the speech was going on too, it was cool. They cut away to different things and we see Torres watching it and we also see Isaiah, Isaiah Bradley watching it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and looking proud, you know, because during, during the point where he's just like, you know, I'm a, I'm a black man wearing the stars and stripes. I'm not blonde haired, blue eyed, you know, don't you think I think about this, you know, every time I pick up that shield, you know, so, right. Yeah. Um. So Wilson um, Wilson ends up having a memorial dedicated to Bradley added to, oh, the, yeah. added to the Captain America Museum. <laughs> so he goes and uh, towards the end there, we, he, he visits uh, Bradley and his grandson and um, tells them to clean up and come and he has something to show them and he shows them that so they'll never be forgotten, you know. And uh, then we have a mid credit scene. What happens in that, Matt? <clears throat> the mid, so they had like two, <clears throat> didn't they have two kind of mid, yeah, I think they had, um, because they had the John Walker one with the US agent. Yeah. And then, um, and oh, by the way, too, so like he left like a note to his therapist, um, basically with the book with all of his list of names, um, all crossed off. Yeah, which I don't know if that implied that he's not going to try to be part of it anymore because he's not coming to his therapy appointments anymore. I don't know what that implies, but because um, <clears throat> that's a condition for his pardon is that he has to have regular therapy yeah. appointments. So I don't, I'm not sure what that's going to... Well, maybe if she clears him, it'll be okay. Right, we don't know. but um, <clears throat> So, yeah, like he ends up going back to Louisiana and having like a cookout with... Um, Sam and the neighborhood family and stuff like that. And um, I have a feeling that <laughs> him and Sarah might become an item at some point. I don't yeah. know. Um, it may be. We'll, we'll see. But um, <laughs> it would be, be kind of weird because <gasps> Sam's his friend. I don't know. Yeah. And, um, but, so the mid-credit scene is um, <clears throat> Sharon is going to get a full pardon, um, you know, for basically being um, uh characterized as being a villain even though she actually is one but they think that they mistreated her and made her an outcast so she's like you know we're restoring your you know you know your great name family name the you know the The carter Carter name or whatever and she's like thank you so much and i you know intend to you know live up to my aunt's name or whatever type i don't know what she said but then like she turns around and walks, and then she's got this deviant smile on her face. And then she picks up her phone and basically says, you know, forget about it. Who cares if we don't have the super serum soldier? We got access to military-grade weapons. You know, basically, like, just, like, the perfect gig now. Like, she's got... She's able to every- sell, sell government secrets and stuff like that. And, <clears throat> everything. Yeah. and then it kind of ends like that, which is like, hey, I'm like, fuck you. Like, you know, like, you totally ruining your family's name here but whatever um and um so i saw a video by was a screen crush where he he was wondering if if she's been a power broker the whole time like as far as back as winter soldier so i don't know it's, it's, um, it's hard to say i mean i have a feeling she might not even be sharon carter oh you don't think it's actually because her they, they're 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 setting up a sec, um, secret wars uh, TV series with uh, with Sam Jackson and mm-hmm. uh, and um, Ben Mendelsohn reprising their characters from Captain Marvel. Oh, and, okay. Um, in the Secret Wars in the comics, because I mean, in in Captain Marvel, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll talk more about this in a minute. Do you want to take a break, Matt? Because yeah, I sure. mean, so, sorry, folks. I'm going to keep you in suspense here, but we're going to take. We, we need to take a break here. Um, it's getting kind of late in the episode, and then we'll talk about some speculation and some trivia and stuff okay. here. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the ninja from the Ask the Angry Ninja Show saying, "Come listen to the show. We got the ninja wife to give you your movie reviews. We got the conscript to give you the ninja news, and we got the battle to talk about your sports." And as always, it is the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. So ask me a question, we'll give you the ninja knowledge you need for your ninja life. Search for us anywhere you get your podcast from. Just search for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show and enjoy the show. 
And we are back. Hope you enjoyed those ads. Um, so, um, anyways, uh, as we were talking before, okay, so Sharon, <laughs> this is a little speculation we can do before I read some trivia here. Um, the, <laughs> secret, the Secret Wars are coming up. And in the comics, the Secret Wars was about how a lot of people in the MCU over the years were actually scrolls in disguise. In Captain Marvel, scrolls ended up being good guys and not the bad guys, and the Kree ended up being the bad guys and not the good guys. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that all the scroll are good guys. So my theory right. is that maybe maybe she's a scroll in disguise. Hmm. Okay. Or she's being manipulated by somebody else un, un, and, and is brainwashed. Or she's just a bitch, you know? So who knows? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, well, because that one episode on WandaVision turned out that um, there was a scroll that um, was saying, you know, to um, Monica Rambo, you know, someone wants to talk to you or whatever. And it turned out that that person was a scroll. Yeah. And I, I know in Captain Marvel, <clears throat> the main scroll, I forgot his name, character's name, um, the one that was... Uh, the one that Ben Mendelsohn played. I can't remember his character's he, name either. He, yeah, I yeah. can't remember. He basically said that, like, you know, he he's done terrible things during this war with the Kree as well. So it's like, yeah, yeah I could depict, you know, maybe not all... Not all the scroll are just innocent victims, you know, yeah. stuff like that kind of. So it could be, I mean, you know, it could be different it, factions. Like the Korea it, different factions too. Yeah, and it's it's hard to it's hard to imagine that a whole race of people are all good. You know what I mean? Right. I'm saying, yeah. Like just even looking at at our real planet, you know, not all, you know, there, there isn't one race of people that are all good people. Right. You know. So. Um. Yeah. Contrary to what you know, white supremacists want to think. Um, anyways, so- <laughs> right, right, yep. <laughs> so, <Tucker> Carlton, yeah. <laughs> so, um, anyways, any other speculation for uh, what what's happening in the future of the MCU with some of these characters? <clears throat> well, um, I don't know. Like, is uh, is is this show going directly in? to Captain America 4, or are they going to have another season of this show as well? That's that's still up in the air. And if they do have another okay. season of the show, it'd technically be a new show because it would have to be called Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Right. Well, that's right. That's what it says at the very end, too. Yeah. It, it means mm-hmm. the name. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Captain America. and Yeah, okay. Um, so, I don't know. Like, I, I, I hope the... I hope I hope Bucky would still be involved somehow. Oh, I'm sure he'll the- be. I'm sure he'll be in some other things. I mean, it, it's like my biggest appoint- disappointment of the whole thing is uh, Carly. Um, I don't like it's the Carly? fact. That, yeah, I don't like the fact that she died. I figured it was going to happen. I knew. I, I, know, I, I didn't I, like it either. I, I knew it was. I knew it was going to happen, but I don't think yeah. that. I, I think due to covid restrictions on some things because they 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 abandoned a whole storyline about about a pandemic that was actually written into the story before the oh, pandemic okay. happened. so um that that had a lot to do with there was more scenes with Mom, mama danya and all these different things that uh okay we we didn't get to see that they actually filmed so um because that was what she died of in the actual original script but then they changed it to tuberculosis Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot I think they could have done more to help us. I mean, we did sympathize with them, but help us understand more about what the Flag Smashers mission was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we we knew the mission, but you know what I mean? More to like give more background on some of the characters. And, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I did think it was interesting, too, like within that speech, too, where it's like they've got to realize that this teenage girl almost destroyed them. And if, yeah. they, if they don't start listening to people, there's going to be a 2.0 and it's oh, going to be oh. worse, you know, so. Um, yeah, more organized, more probably more violent. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, um, 
Anyways, uh, that, that's that's all I had on speculation. Do you want me to read some trivia here, Matt? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so uh, this is from the Internet Movie Database. Um, when uh, Bucky tells Carly all he's ever tried to do was fight for something bigger than himself and failed twice, he is referring to World War II and Captain America the First Avenger and fighting okay. to save Earth in Avengers Infinity War. I figured that's what he meant. Yeah, um, yeah okay. Um, when Sharon Carter shows up at the uh, um, the GRC siege, she is wearing an electronic face mask. This kind of mask was used by Black Widow and Captain America the Winter Soldier. Um, but they became a major story arc in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. television series, which everybody should watch. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> the... Um, yeah, the world leader who thought Captain America was on the moon is a callback to the first episode. Uh, the first episode when uh, Torres mentions that the internet theory that Captain America is living in a secret base on the moon. Um, <laughs> the final scene with John Walker, who has received his U.S. agent costume, has the final line: "I'm back." That mirrors the cover of Captain America, um, Volume One, Number. Th- 354, which features Walker in his costume debut as U.S. agent saying the line in costume while punching the comic's title as Captain America in the traditional um, masthead picture in the left-hand corner flinches. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Sam Wilson's Captain America suit is a gift from the Wakandans that he had received at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier episode truth and it combines aspects of several of steve rogers captain america suits including the combat fatigue pants from the world war ii suit from captain america first avenger the bright stripes are like steve's suit in the avengers and the stars and striped in the center are modeled after the blue and white suit steve wore in captain america the winter soldier um the suit is modeled very closely after sam's captain america suit from the comics, Sam's new wings can uh, deflect a helicopter, which means that Shuri must have made him a suit of vibranium. Mm. Yeah, um, the uh, thing is, too, like, the on his front where the star is, the logo, like, the instead of straight lines coming to the star, they they go down like feathers. Oh, cool. Like, like wings, I mean. Yeah, so, that, that's pretty cool. Um, in the scene where John Walker decides to help people instead of going for revenge, his theme switches from a minor key to a major key mm. to give it a more heroic sound. This symbolizes Walker embracing his more heroic role. Mm. Um, yeah. So um, Sam's uh, new suit is um, also apparently capable of supersonic flight. Um, he was able to fly from the coast of Louisiana to New York City before the GRC hostage um, crisis had developed much further. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Um, at at Mach two, it would have taken him nearly an hour to cover the thirteen hundred mile distance. Uh, wow. Yeah. The shot of Sam carrying Carly's body is heavily heavily resembles the image of Superman co- carrying the corpse of Supergirl, which I pointed out earlier on the on the uh, on the cover of the comic Crisis on Infinite Earths by DC Comics. So yeah, which has been recreated in various media over the years, and it also is very similar to that Cain and Abel painting. So yeah, which probably inspired the Crisis cover as well. So, anyways, mm-hmm. um. Any other thoughts here, Matt, before we wrap this up? No, I think that's all. Okay. Well, um, folks, uh, be sure to go off and um, give us a five-star review there on the good old uh, Apple podcast. Because we are five-star men. Okay? Yes, we are. I'm a five-star general. Wait. And I'm a five-star... <clears throat> well, I'm five-star major... Um, what was the name? Major in the... Oh, shoot. Uh, Major... Major Columbus. Major, Col- Major Columbus and... <laughs> and 
<laughs> the Spring Warrior, yes. The Spring Warrior, yes. You are Major Columbus, and I'm the Spring Warrior. So, um... <laughs> or maybe you are the other way around. Anyways, whatever it is. Um, so, make sure you do that. Check out our Patreon um, if you want to help us out. People are asking sometimes how they can help the show. Um, that's a good way to do it. Um, you can also go to our T Public and buy some cool merchandise, you know, and help us out. Um, we'd really, really appreciate it, you know, so we're not doing this for free. Um, <laughs> and we're able to help pay for our equipment that we bought. Um, so <laughs> the, uh, anyways, um, make sure you, uh, go out there and get vaccinated if you can, you know, everybody, yeah. should, every, every adult should be able to now in the United States. So if you're listening to this in the United States, go get a vaccine vaccine, you know, there's no, there's no microchips or chocolate chips <laughs> or potato chips or <laughs> poker chips or anything in them. Just letting you know. <laughs> so, um, Make sure you, you're not afraid of that, you know. Um, also, um, wear a mask. Wear a condom. <laughs> Be kind. Rewind. And mm-hmm. uh, don't litter. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at CullenPark.com. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We have a way of speaking to each other through food. It's really renewed for me, my love of what I do. It's going to take something far stronger than a pandemic to defeat us. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. See what we've got going on. Plan your visit at Baltimore.org.